Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast, where we play Dungeons & Dragons, weaving epic tales of heroics and stuff. Stick around after the show for news and notes. Maybe we'll even tempt you with the sweet, sweet sounds of jazzy trombone. Actually, there's no trombone or jazz. But if you want some trombone action, seek out people and tell them to be our fans, and we'll definitely find some nice jazzy goodness for you and them, you saucy lover of stories. Let's tell some. Roll once, then twice to escape the starlight. But now nah, let's fight. Let's in the ship tonight. Ray guns, laser swords. Now nah, use words with syllables that poison the earth. Drink it up, smoke it up, boss battles be basic. I'm riding dirty at my enemies' faces. You can't contain this dagger when I'm rolling with loot and dagger. When last we left our heroes, Lord and Sheriff Victor Sinclair and Deputy Grit Tuffenstuff, along with their brave companions, ventured deep into the underground lair of the Red Brand Bandits. What they found was terrifying. Larno, otherwise known as Glassstaff, the leader of the bandits, had been studying the dark arts of necromancy on the innocent townfolks of Vandalin. Though Larno had already escaped and disbanded the bandits, our heroes now have a location of Cragmaw Castle. We arrive upon the story on a new hopeful day as the heroes decide what to do next. And you guys wake up at the Stone Hill Inn. Right. We're going to do that where you guys went to sleep and now it's another sunshiny day. Or did you have more time in the day from the last game? I can't remember what time it was. I don't think we were specified. I'm going to be honest with you, James. I don't remember. Okay. It's best, then, if we say that everyone was uh, resting up, getting provisions, sure, yeah, just yeah. Uh, doing what they need to do, and then it is a nice, sunshiny new day at the Stonehill. Hey, something I just thought about. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we be introducing ourselves? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's go back. But like, every session is like five different episodes, right? So you gotta wait, like, uh, you gotta wait a few episodes to... What Remember I wanted to do is, is, out of these introductions, I wanted to get a really good one uh, that we do before each episode. Oh. Say, hi, I'm Adam Jones, and oh, I'm playing oh. this. You want to do that? Uh, Let's go around the room and do that. Yeah. Adam Jones. Oh. Who are you, and what are you playing? Oh, my, my name is Adam Jones. I am a, uh, a nobody, <laughs> but I'm having a lot of fun playing this game. Uh, I'm playing a character named Victor Sinclair. Who is a uh, cleric and also a uh, traveling uh, traveling noble? Not gonna not gonna go into the whole backstory. And I'm you don't not. have to. But if you had to get into a little bit of the backstory, not the whole backstory, but just a just a touch. All right. So his brother's a more important noble than he is. So he's trying to find something to do with his <laughs> life. So he decided, uh, you know, adventuring. Uh, that'll do it. So here's uh, a fun question. Also, uh, oh. I've got a familiar uh, who is a rat. His name is Royce. And he is very regal. He wears a cape. Very good, Adam. With an, with an embroidered, embroidered coat of arms for my family. Because he, he's a member of my family. Yes. Does anyone make fun of you for that? In your family? Uh, never to my face. <laughs> okay. Um, also, do you ever feel like that you're always like trying to live up to your brother's status? No. No? No. You're just going to go do your own thing? Just let your yeah. brother stay in Mistborn? I'm not uh, not really 
It's not important to be as important as my brother. He has his job. I have mine. The problem is uh, being the younger brother of an important noble. You don't have a job. Mm. So that's why he's out doing his thing now. Very With good. his rats. Oh, he has a rat too? What? Oh, no. I thought you were talking about your brother. Never mind. Nope. Talking about my uh, character in the third person. <laughs> it happens sometimes. Because I can, from time to time, differentiate the difference between me and my character. It's a Only fine, subtle so. difference. He has more of a, of a regional accent than I have. Uh, that's mainly how I can tell the two of us apart. Uh, also, he has uh, divine healing powers, and to the best of my knowledge, I do not. You've never tried, though, let's be honest. I, I, to be fair, I have never oh. really tried. Yeah. Not oh, and yeah. uh, since we began adventuring, I have uh, I have taken an apprentice in the arts of being a gentleman. Uh, his name is Twix, and he is a goblin and an excellent student. Very good, Chris McDaniel. Who are you, and what are you playing? Well, as you've said already, I'm Chris McDaniel. Very good, and I'm playing Grit Tuffins, oh, deputy now. Deputy Chris Grit Tuff, Tuff Grit yeah. Tuffins stuff. Um, I forgot about that sheriff thing. I'm, I'm the sheriff. <laughs> I'm the sheriff. Um, so he's a gnome. Uh, used to be a business a business gnome. Uh, and through a random number of events, he lost his business. And he's trying to build that back up. Uh, he's pretty, He kind of looks like Peter Dinklage with a wispy, twisty mustache. Is the best way to really describe him. Um, he has got a companion named Dunk, who is a dwarf, and uh, who's very concerned about people listening to his opinions as of late. Mm -hmm. But that's fine. Dunk's a good guy. And um, seems to be enjoying his new job as a bailiff. No, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. I don't. I have no idea what a bailiff technically does. But I feel like the bailiff. I think is there. he escorts people in and out of the courtroom. Well, that's what and they that's did kind of on what, like night court. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, Bull. I don't know. I don't know what a bailiff truly does. I know they're still like a. Uh, I know they're a law enforcement entity. Yeah, they're a real thing. They are a real. Like they could arrest your ass, right? Uh, I'm pretty but sure I, they work more, mostly in courtrooms. Right, but they could arrest you in a courtroom. I think they can detain you. I don't mm -hmm. know if they can officially. I feel like so ten I... seconds on Google can solve this. <laughs> I don't think I want to know. No, that's fine. Uh, but he is in charge of our brand new jail. Okay. Mm -hmm. Done. Because now you guys are the law office of <laughs> Luton Dagger Law Office. Yes, we uh, we are the law. Yeah. Yes. Very good. So now that we got the introductions out of the way, oh, and there's also Twix. Which you've already talked about, Twix. Right. I haven't spoken about uh, Mr. Franklin Devereaux. Oh, that's right. So a companion Franklin, from my hometown. Franklin uh, Devereaux. Tell us a little bit about Franklin Devereaux. Uh, he's a young knight that uh, decided to travel with me and uh, keep me company. He's also my, my best friend. And uh, we adventure together. Yes, my best friend is an NPC. He's your bestie. I try. With the testy. Mm -hmm. No? I mean, yes. I'm just... I mean... You're not technically wrong, right? That's not really how we classify one another. Okay, well, oh, that's fine. I'm just trying to get the uh, relationship sorted out. That's fine. I think we got it. <laughs> Very good. So it's a brand new day. It is a brand new day and beautiful Fandolin, which is. And I have just arrested a rat. Yes, you have arrested after, after an epic battle. 
After the, a uh, epic battle, really the the epic battle, the rat had the epic battle. Right, I just you guys didn't really epic. have an epic battle when it came down to it. Unfortunately, no. um, that was a lot of rat on rat battles. Right, but that was a lot of fun. Right. So we came across a big bug bear, but we talked him down. Right, mm-hmm. he's now in the jail. He is now in the jail. Uh, you also have Shadow. He's also in the jail. Yes, <clears throat> and uh, I don't know if you have anybody else in the jail. Everyone else is dying. Everyone else is resisting arrest. Was there anybody else? Well, the one guy didn't as much resist the resist arrest as lost his balance. Well, he kept we, well, regaining we, we his balance, and you guys kept pushing him. We, so I think yeah, was, yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> was the sleepless night for uh, Victor over <laughs> after the uh, head popped up over the uh, water, the swampy water after the Nothic uh, gnawed on his body? Uh, yeah, Terry. Terrifying alien cave monsters uh, really do a number to a person's uh, good night's sleep. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe not so much. Uh, maybe maybe he learned an important lesson about uh, when it's okay and when it's not okay to shove someone off of a ledge to their <laughs> alien death. But uh, that's fine. We grow as people as we as we move on, as we live, we learn. Uh, so yes, I have had a, a tiny jail cell constructed for my new rat prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I mentioned last time, with uh, with a little running wheel, because I'm not a monster. You are not a monster, and it's very important that uh, even though they're in confinement, that they uh, they still have their sanity. I guess they're still humane and give them some wood chips from the bottom too. Uh, I don't see why not. Yeah. I'm sure Royce can give me tips on how to make a make a rat jail more more comfortable i'm pretty sure in my mind that royce was uh pacing around that cell every so often like just uh making sure that rat is still there just glaring at him glaring at him squeak Squeak. no i'm uh i'm fairly certain if royce had a tiny little billy club he'd just be walking back and forth like smacking his (laughs) little paw with it just (laughs) all right so it is certainly morning time in fandolin a much safer Fandolin, and uh, by this point, there are more people um, out and about, a little more cheery, and uh, when you make your way downstairs for breakfast, there is already a grand, a grand assortment of things for you as people kind of cheer for you as you walk down the steps. Yeah. Well, much obliged. This is most wonderful. unexpected and welcome. And the, uh, the waitress sees you down make sure you have whatever it is you'd like oh, oh thank like, you ever so much do you happen to have any sweet tea we we do have we do have sweet tea we'll get it for you that would be a tremendous usually delight. sweet tea isn't around the other parts but it's definitely a delicacy in fandom excellent I, I knew this was going to be a home sweet home <laughs> a home sweet tea home mm. I do like sweet tea. I'm glad we could take it with us. Of course you do. You are an excellent gentleman just as myself. Mm, because we all know gentlemen drink sweet tea. It's a fact of the universe. Isn't that right, Grit? I'll take some coffee. Excuse gentlemen me. Gentlemen love sweet tea. I think Excuse- it's what Grit has confirmed. I believe uh, Grit has confirmed for us that <laughs> gentlemen do in fact like sweet tea. I'm sorry, sweet tea. <laughs> well, now, you don't 
need to put such Wait, a who is this? <laughs> Random guy? <laughs> Franklin. Oh. Mr. Devereaux, he has been traveling with us this entire time. Do you not know who I, I am, I I'm so fairly great. certain we have made I, acquaintances. I believe I have had your back as a... In battle, sir, if you do not remember me. Shed blood together like I believe we did that. That is something we did. Chris is still waking up. <laughs> so, Grit is getting some coffee. Twix is uh, is there. He is also grabbing both tea and coffee. Sure. He is putting it all in one big pot. And I'm not judging him for it. And he's stirring with a big old wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. And he dunks his face into the uh, pot. And he's slurping loudly. <laughs> this is so good. I feel awake. It is important to have one's own personal sense of style. <laughs> I am awake and ready eggs. to serve justice. Eggs. And eggs. I want eggs. You'll get some eggs. I just I'm want sure some eggs. I'm sure you will receive eggs shortly. <laughs> Have you ever mixed coffee and tea? It is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's been a motorboat. Yeah, Twix is out of his mind right now. He's sure. He's wired. I don't think he's ever had caffeine before. Mm. Probably not. Yeah, most people are smart enough not to give goblins caffeine. <laughs> right. He is shaking visibly at this point. But uh, the whole family's together. Having a nice breakfast uh, where the uh, owner of the uh, Stonehill Inn comes out. I'm just like, I just want to tell you, your rooms and the food is on the house. Thank you for dealing with those those terrible red brands. Well, much obliged. I, I appreciate your appreciation. But, uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to make this town a better place as time goes by. Well, now that the red brands are out, we can, all of our carpenters and miners will... Get back to work and trade like we used to without fear of everything just being taken. Well, that is excellent news. Do you know who uh, who owned the bar that they were having their hideout in? Like, that, who owns that building? Right now, it is vacant. Hmm. Because uh, they had uh, dealt with the last owners. The last owners just left and went back to another one. I see. I think that it would be a good idea, after all the distress that they put on the town... If we converted that into something happy, something that... So you mean brings... back into a tavern? Yeah. I just... I, I mean, it already, it already comes with a free bartender. Yeah, I, yeah, but I just didn't want to get rid of the bartender. Free bartender? Sure. Uh, well, um, it's a, ooh, it is a bit complicated. He's going to keep an open mind. He's a delightful gentleman who makes a terrific drink with a pleasant manners to boot. And uh, has not, to the best of my knowledge, ever attempted to murder or eat anyone. Franklin uh, holds his hand up, and I must say, makes the best uh, beholder sunrise I have ever had. Indeed, he's a great listener. Uh, oh yes, yes, quite, and uh, good at record keeping. Mm. Um, well, that's great because the last sure. bartender's, you know, gone. So well, uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> He is a member of the dearly departed. Uh, however, understand. he is not as departed as miss many other departed. Um, he's dead. I mean, he's <laughs> Twix looks up from his. He's he's a he's dead. He's a dead pirate. 
Sure. I mean, he's no longer with us, but he is very with us. Very, very across the street. The uh, owner of the of the Stonehill Inn steps back visibly. Just looks like I see. Uh, well, I mean, go take a look and visit if you'd like to take a look. Yeah. Order a mint julep. Apparently, oh, it's, oh, yeah. it, apparently, it's really good. He, he does make an excellent mint julep. Okay, well, um, I guess somebody should see to that. I'm sure. So, I, I defer to the town's judgment in how to how to deal with that particular affair. I'm, I understand that if anyone knew him personally, it'd be most uncomfortable. Someone walks into the, uh, or into the stage, so to speak, and she is a beautiful elven woman. And, uh, she is dressed a little, a little risque, but, uh, she has the build of somebody who's, um, she has a scar across her face, but it's like a, a good-looking scar. Sure. And, uh, and she announces herself. She says, I am Helia. And when it comes to management of this town, I believe we are long overdue to have proper management. Since that mayor disappeared last night. Oh, did someone kidnap the mayor? I believe he left. To look into that. Is what I believe. Mm, or you could have kidnapped him and just told me he left. That would be mm. what I would do if I were going to take over a mayorship position. And, uh, I'd be like, oh, I would sneak in in the middle of the night and murder the mayor. And mm. then come in the next day and say, oh, surprise, our mayor is missing. What a rapscallion he is. Well, luckily, I am here to take his place. Or I simply persuaded him that his lack of backbone is not what Phantom needs right now. I assure you, he is perfectly healthy. And your backbone is what this town needs? I stare at her backbone. It's a nice backbone. <laughs> she goes, absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, based on Do you mind what if I information... No, oh, here, right here. I, I make room right oh. next to Grit. And you are? I'm Grit. Grit. I've heard of that name. I, I hope what so. What is your last name? Tuppen stuff? As it she were. bats her eyes. As it were. Mm. I, I give her a little wink. And you are? Oh, someone's getting me. Mm. My name is Victor Sinclair. I'm a sheriff of these here parts. I heard. And I couldn't be happier that you have taken up the mantle of sheriff and have taken out the Red Brands. And what is your interest in this sleepy little town? Well, um, I am in charge of the miners' guild. And with the red brands out. Like especially young people or ones who dig ore from the earth? Hmm. Digging ore from the earth <laughs> mm-hmm. is my specialty. Sure. But more than that... You, is... you strike me as an individual who is uh, with hardy hands who could uh, do a good day's labor in the mine. You are pretty striking for that, yeah. Am I? I... Really? Sure. So. Stout shoulders. I am really. excellent at paying the stout shoulders. Oh, excellent. I originally hailed from Neverwinter, of course. Greg <laughs> oh, cool. kind of sits up a little more broad, yeah. as broad as he can. Twix gets you a booster seat. I know what you're trying to do. Shh. Go back to your coffee tea. Franklin uh, stands up. 
Uh, and my name is Franklin Devereaux, if I may. And he takes off his like helmet and he has long, luscious hair that he that he kicks back. Fuck. And she's like, "That's interesting." <laughs> so your accents uh, point you to Miss Brooks. Yes, that is of course correct. There are many fine goods to be had in this world. So, uh, back to your business with the Modest Guild? Yes, I just wanted to let you know that I am very appreciative of everything you've done. And, since there is a vacancy in the leadership here, well, it's only right that somebody take up that vacancy. I'm not saying me, of course. Well, that's excellent that it has always been the right of the people to decide. I don't think that's technically true. I mean, this is a monarchy. <coughs> so I'm fairly certain it's up to uh, local nobility and the townspeople. Uh, it is my opinion that the mm. town should decide, and not some rightful heir of some sort, because there is no rightful heir here. This is, this is just some... Some town out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, there's With a no delightful saying amongst my people. It's not your vote that counts. It's your count that votes. Hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. And she, she, uh, there's a little glint in her eye when she looks at you, and she's just, yeah, yeah. But luckily, my brother is the count, so I'm sure I could put in a good word for whoever would be most appropriate to manage this township. <laughs> I do suppose that if you were to round off the borders, then Mistport is technically in charge of this area, even though no Oh, yes, those pesky technicalities that keep our civilization in check. Yes. Well, I just wanted to show my appreciation regardless. Well, it's much and appreciated. I have been known yeah. to have an opinion when it comes to government matters anyway. Everyone should have an opinion. Absolutely. So, I have also, on behalf of the Miner's Guild, she, she uh, takes out a uh, bag of gold and drops it on the table. And it is... You didn't never look in the bag yet. But there's sure. gold in there. She goes, on behalf of the Miner's Guild and some members of Phandalin. Thank you. Well, most appreciated. And if there's anything you need from me... And she looks over at Ugrit and she says... Anything you need, you just uh, let me know. Well, tough I, and stuff. While they're doing that, was um, that a name from Neverwinter? Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, Chris can't remember where it's from. Neverwinter. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of. You had a checkered past from Neverwinter. Kind of. It's kind of a surname I kind of gave myself. Yes, you, want, hmm. you will want to appeal to his business acumen and strong chin. Those are his two most prideful points. I'm sure if you were trying to seduce him, those would be your best bets. Well, awkward. They can really take that much. <laughs> I don't know how he feels about tall and yes. strong women. I, I and then she oh. just gets up and uh, she starts walking away. And uh, she turns back. She goes... Anything you need from the Miner's Guild, you let me know. And I look at her, and I'm going to make a persuasion check. And I'm just going to look at her awake and be like, Dinner? 
<laughs> uh, since I'm skilled at it with my proficiency and my charisma bonus, it's 12. <laughs> you feel like uh, your charisma, while okay, um, she matched your charisma and, and beat it with her own kind of charisma. And she goes, why not lunch? Okay. Sounds good. Wear something nice. I'll let you know. What and then she walks out. Grit's just smiling. And Franklin looks beside him. Did she not notice the hair? I did the hair thing and everything. No, you were glorious, Mr. Devilro. Absolutely. That has glorious. always worked at every ball we've ever been to, well, every just party remember, we've well, ever been to. Well, she came in with a strict strict uh, agenda of manipulation. Uh, well, Franklin, let me tell you something. I was ready to be manipulated. I'm telling you right now. Look, I, I can't help it, but it goes back to the old saying, once you go gnome, you never go home. No. I've never heard that saying. No, is that a is that a Neverwinter saying? I just made it up. Well, perhaps since we've never gone gnome, mm. we would not be in the know. You're right. Or in the gnome. No, you know, no I just feel not. like... <laughs> Either way. I just don't think I'd feel right going on a date with a little old... Uh, no offense and nothing. I'm not you know what I'm That's saying? why I go for the it's taller ones. It's just not for me. Well, I, I, I feel it if I came across the proper lady mm. who uh, who had kindness and etiquette in her heart, and if she just so happened to be a gnome, I don't see why I would let that stand in my way. Hmm. All right, then. Well, uh, you know, we got some things to do here anyway, so... Uh, and he puts his helmet back on. i got to get a haircut. <laughs> You you've got to get a lot of things done, my friend. Is there is there a spa in this town anywhere, or perhaps even a, a barber, or a, or a bathhouse at the very least? Uh, the owner comes back out and and says, uh, "June's place," and she also sent a note saying that that stuff is ready for Twix. A wonderful, wonderful. So uh, yeah, June's uh, she does uh, clothing, but in the back she also has like a. A bathhouse and stuff like that. So, Excellent. her husband's a barber. So, oh, wonderful! But well, after breakfast, let's all head over to June's place. Looks like it's business to be done. You hear that, Twix? You're close already. I can't wait. That's very exciting. Is it my gentleman outfit? Uh, we hope so. It's to be expected. We will serve justice in this outfit. Absolutely. And you'll look good doing it. And he still has a bowl of the uh, <laughs> of the coffee tea, tea coffee. He's holding it and shaking. Mm-hmm. All right. Breakfast is done. I'm going to time skip, or do you want to go over to the gel cell, hang out there with Dunk? Dunk's already at the gel cell. Let's move on to yeah, June's. We, we, yeah. All right. You go over to June's, and she is just excited to see Twix walk into the door. And she's like, oh, he's here, my <laughs> little hero. It's like, did you hear that, Grit? She called me a hero. I heard it. Well, you all. I heard she it. called me a hero. <laughs> She's absolutely correct. That's deputy hero. <laughs> well, it's maintain a little bit of humility. Well, deputy hero, obviously. And for a deputy hero, we we have to have a deputy hero outfit fit for the hero of Phandalin. Like, yeah, for the hero of Phandalin. She uh, goes to the back, and she she comes back out with this elegant leather outfit. Mm. It is a 
We're gonna go ahead and just say this out, right? It is a plus one. It is shimmering with all kinds of kind of magic, kind of like a like a like a divine magic of sorts. And oh, she comes yeah. over. It's like, let me tell you the story, Twix. You see, my family has been here the longest, and there is just a special kind of ore that can be mined in some of these in some of these uh, mines. And with just the right hammer, and just the right skill, and just the right leather that you can you can you can you can knit with this this all this material, you can make something really special. You can really pour some heart and soul. Just remember something like that. Wherever you go, just pour your heart and soul into it, Twix. He goes, I will! I will! It is elegant and magnificent. It seems to magically fit itself to him perfectly when he starts putting it on. So he has plus one's gentleman's armor. It's gentleman's armor. It looks like a vest. (coughs) Like a nice button-up vest that shimmers and it has a cape that comes out of it. Oh my. And she comes back out and she produces a nice jacket to go with it. The jacket itself is just part of the whole outfit. Now he can take the jacket off if he wants and the vest and when he has the vest on, he just has the vest on. He he has, you know, his uh, arms are exposed and all that stuff. But it's still nice armor anyways. So she's like, Mrs. So, you look nice and on the streets as you are a hero. But when it's time to do what you need to do to save people's lives, you take the jacket off and you kick ass. You do it for us. Well said. <laughs> you hear that, Twix? You have people that believe in you. People believe in me? Yes. He, he, he digs around his pockets and he produces this, this, this is a doll I made for June. Oh, it's an, it's kind of terrifying, but it looks like a voodoo doll that's made out of hair that he's act looks like he's, <laughs> you remember, maybe there's feathers from this bird that he may have eaten the day before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there's plucked feathers and there's, there's hair strands and it looks vaguely like a doll. Oh, that's a thought that counts. Right? It smells a little off, but he hands it to her. And she takes it and has a bit of a crooked smile, but just... Oh, thank you. That is a great kindness to it. I'm going to put it right over here with all the other things I love dear. And she puts it up and there's like a there's like a wall, like a memorial. This is almost like a... Um, this is this place almost feels like a museum of sorts too. It's like a museum of fandom. There's all kinds of fun armor and old things and, and rusty like miners like gear and things like that. And she goes, well, I just when I see somebody with potential like that, I just want to do everything I can. Well, thank you ever so much. However, we have a much more challenging proposition for you at this point. Uh, instead of getting this fine young goblin ready to be a gentleman, mm-hmm. we have to get this gnome ready for a date. Hi. You? Have a date? With who? Well, a manipulative viper of a young woman. But, oh, uh, Helia. Yes, that would be the one. Mm. But uh, my companion here seems uh, very excited about uh, the horrors that are to come in his life. 
and uh, mm-hmm. we thought uh, perhaps uh, we want to get him to look his best. Do so not when the bring worst money with you, whatever you do. Oh, no worries there. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin says, I believe I'm going to have to step outside for all this. I just can't take it. I'm going to go help Dunk out with that, with that, uh... That, that, that sounds like an excellent proposition. At the office. And she, she looks at you and she's like, all right, well... Jeff, come out here. And Jeff? <laughs> Jeff comes out and he's this big, giant, um, like, uh, just like a giant of a man. He's like six foot ten, all muscles, scraggly beard. He has a bit of a pot belly. Um, he's, he's a guy who works out but doesn't eat right. He comes out, he's like, yeah. He's like, Jeff, we need to make this man a presentable gentleman, much like this man. Well, I'm not like some hideous chud here. I mean, I have like a 15 charisma. I'm pretty well, happy I, for a gnome. Well, well I, I, I will also head back to the jail for the time <laughs> being. My work here is done. <laughs> And then you hear the makeover background music start playing. So now convinced, convinces the, uh, the yeah, the makeover montage. Whatever song you think is happening right now. <laughs> we'll, over, we'll put it in later. Yeah. So there's Jeff, who's a skilled barber. <laughs> also does some of the, the blacksmithing. The, barbary, the barber area is also in the same area as the blacksmithery stuff. So there's all kinds of fun smeltering smells and things like that. But he's cutting your hair with the precision of an artist. Nice. It's like, tell me, Grit, what are you going for? I mean, well, have you seen her? I can't say that out loud right now, but yeah, I've seen her. Huh, yeah. So she, she allured. She was alluring to me. She. I believe you just mean you're a lure. Yeah, that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, they also wash you up. And uh, on the house, since you are one of the heroes of Fandolin, they also give you some nice, a nice vested thing. Kind of like a, kind of like what Twix has, but a little different. It's all in grays and blacks. So you have like this, uh, almost like this 1920s mobster kind of look going on. Oh. You still have like a, like some gray boots, mm-hmm. you know? With a nice cape and a walking cane, like a, a nice cane <laughs> that goes with it. Just, They're just playing dress like up two with feet you. like a stick. It's yeah. <laughs> so when the makeover music is, is stopped and everyone is looking at you, including Victor, you come out of the dressing room and you have a a nice black cane, a um, a nice like like a big old top hat, like a vest with a jacket. You look like a nice kind of like a any. If you can put a lean on that with uh, like the whole medieval kind of flair to it, that's what you look like. Fair enough. Still have my uh, still like a long flowing cape. You still have your your twirly mustache and heart and starting beard starting to grow in because of the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have that belt. So when you woke up in the morning, you had a big old bushy beard. Oh, that fast? Nice. It grows that fast. Make sure it's nice and trimmed. All right. Well, I'm, I must say, Greg, you, you uh, look quite refined. Now, when uh, your encounter goes terribly poorly, you can rest assured knowing that it was not your fault. I mean, obviously not. Have you seen this? 
Yes, I have. Mm. Ah, I about have. that time, a uh, a um, a boy who looks to be about the age of about thirteen comes in. He goes, "Uh, Grit, it's you." Hi. Hi. And he hands you a note. He's like, "Bye." And he and he runs out. Well, this day just keeps getting more interesting as I open it up. Mm. And you have been formally invited to uh, Halia's Manor at the top of the hill for lunch. I don't sign anything and don't agree me to anything. Or Twix. Ah, yeah, plan on this. Is, or this Mr. Devereaux. <laughs> this is not... Dunk is up for grabs. <laughs> At the moment, this is just me. This is not for Luke and Dagger. Just make sure it stays that way. I mean, until which time, if such, it affects us as a business, then yes, you're right. That sounds right. I just don't care for how you said it. <laughs> so you guys are talking like this, and you're walking outside, and you're whatever. You actually notice that there is a sign now being uh, pulled up in front of the jail cell, where there was no sign before, and now it says "Loot and Dagger, Law and Office." Oh, that's very nice. You do excellent. There are uh, swift like, work. There's there's some. Uh, there looks to be about twelve carpenters hanging out. Like a nice dozen carpenters out there, just pounding away. Hammers and nails and I assume yeah. that's where you were going with that. Yeah, and Franklin's like, well, look at this, Victor. It's, we seem to have some fans. This is excellent. And a work. sign. Look at this. We never had a sign like this out in Missport. Well, we never had a business in Missport. You're but, right. Uh, but no, this is excellent work. Mm. I am most impressed. Mm. Uh, I'll, I will walk in. Is a Dunk there? Dunk is there. Like, is, Dunk, is, is this your work? Do you uh, get all this going? Well, I'll be honest, these guys uh, came up in, in this morning and said they'd love to help out. I happen to have some plans I drew up last night because I couldn't go to sleep because I kept thinking about this place and how awesome it's going to be oh, cool. when we're done with the plans. Anyways, yeah, so I may have been working overnight a little bit. They may have, uh, we may need a budget. Certainly. Because I would love to pay these guys, right? Well, of course. I mean, I'm paying them out of my cash right now. I'm pretty sure uh, well, Grit's going to... Have you talked to Grit about my pay yet? Because I haven't gotten... Well, that's I, between you and okay. Mr. Tough and stuff. Did I pay you the last game? You're outside. <laughs> but we did just happen to get this big bag full of money recently. Mm. Uh, suppose now would be as good of a time as any to actually look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's right. a 50 gold in there. Okay. It's a lot of money. Like a good, good amount of money. Uh, obviously, so. Well, I'm going to go and introduce myself to each of the carpenters and shake their hands and tell them what a good job they did and express my appreciation. You know, just schmooze. Schmooze. Go around and schmooze. All right. You can do all the smoozing you want. We're about to, um, and that is working. It's looking good. There's money. You probably. Uh, you, I, I will pay is, them appropriately for their services. Very good. Dunk is actually coming up with a nice and fair budget. What he's realized with the. The, the carpenters make around here, but we want to pay him a little bit more for right. all the service exactly. and all that. But we don't pay him, you know, like, but not, we're too not, going, much. not too much. Right. So, because uh, this is company funds. Right. So, anyways. We want to inspire loyalty, mm-hmm. but not go broke doing it. Right. So, all that's going on. And while that's going on, you arrive. Before I, uh, well, Actually, what happens is um, you're in the middle of the street. You had your cane. Like, all right. I know whatever you're gonna do. Well, there's some things. I what want. would you like to do? Well, before before I left, <coughs> I won't tell you what you're doing. Um, 
Grit is gonna go over to to to, to, uh, to Victor and, and uh, um, you know, you kind of got me thinking a little bit. Hmm. Do you have happen to have or can create one of those bags that holds stuff more than? Uh, so um, can I sew? Not well, ish, and um, like a bag that you can put more inside the bag that there's bag. Well, I'm not even sure how that would work. Okay. Are you talking about like putting a bag inside of a bag? Kind of. Kind of but a magic bag. Like a bag, bag with pockets in it? Well, a magic bag. Well, I've never attempted to create a magical bag. Okay. I'm frankly not even sure where I would begin. Well, I mean, I suppose with a bag. I'm and gonna... some magic stuff, maybe some, I don't know, some pixie dust or a... a Dragon scale. I wouldn't. Even... I, I kind of start walking away. Yeah. Talking. Franklin comes over and he's just like, Victor, is he making decisions on behalf of the company? He was asking Which... about a magic bag. That's why I'm asking if he's making any decisions on behalf of the company. Not that I'm had... aware of. You think he's okay? Have you ever had a magical bag? How would you go about making one? Do you think? I don't know. I believe you start with a wizard, maybe, and a bag. Oh, a wizard. Well, sure, need you need a, a, wizard bag. And a bag. I told him you would need a bag. Are there wizards? Is there a wizard in this town? Like, is there a town? Like, you a, have not asked about anybody in this town. Before I leave, no, we this are very self-centered. Yes. <laughs> uh, go to the inn real quick and just see if there is a, a local mage in the town. Um, they tell you that the local mage is... Oh. The closest thing they would have to a local mage is either uh, Hylia or... There's a Sister Gariel, who's a cleric at Timora, the Temple of Timora. She's just she's a cleric, not necessarily yeah. a wizard, but they feel like they're kind of the, the innkeepers. Like they're kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, they just, wave their hands in the air. People, they're magicy people. So. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So before I go, I'll just because I obviously I, don't, I guess I for DM reason I'm not gonna be able to take my gear with me um, since I'm all dressed up. That is your gear now. Like, or, I mean, that can be your gear, but well, there, I mean, that's like, no, I'm sorry, that's not your gear. That's, this is your going out fineries. Yeah, but I do want to take a bit of, of a minimum amount of stuff. Oh, you wanted the bug out bag. Yeah. Those things that bag, you wanted yeah. to put your armor in there. You so could have a uh, backpack that you have like a little bug out bag where you have your leather stuff and your, and your, uh, and your. Okay. Well, and I'm still going to have my rape, my, my rapier and my magical dagger of elements on my side. Okay. Uh, and I guess the nicest sheaths I have to go with it okay um okay then i'll have my bug out bag and then i'll uh just kind of mosey on up to helios all right um there is a uh you go up to this nice grand manor um out in the uh hills and there's a big door in front of you can i reach the knocker (laughs) you have to jump up a little bit i use my cane okay yeah (laughs) The door slowly opens, and there's a uh, there's an older man there. He's like, "Hello, sir." Hi. Hello. Are you Grit Tuppenstaff? Um, no, I'm Deputy Grit Tuppenstaff. Okay. This way to your day, sir. Thank you. And he walks you across this nice, um, it's kind of an empty home when it comes down to it. But there's all kinds of nice fineries and and I have to ask. Did I get any temporary charisma buffs from the makeover? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, but here's what we haven't done yet. 
Um, because you're playing along with this, and I actually meant to get some actual, like, went to go to the thrift store and get some trophies for inspiration trophies. I'm gonna, Wait, and didn't I, we have one the very first game? I thought I had something I was giving you guys. Yeah, and, we had a little trophy. And it, for, for your good, here's a little blue pill. This is your inspiration. Oh, uh, don't work blue. <laughs> We're just going to use this, because I really want something oh, where yeah. I just really Apple want Jack. it. You want it, want it, yeah, right? It's, it's all about role play. Yeah. So you have an inspiration for playing along with this. All right. And, uh, and for the listeners at home, it's, it's called a figurine of the pony from the My Little Pony series known as Applejack. For now, uh, that'll be our inspirational trophy. She's not wearing her trademark hat. No. No telling why. No telling why yet. Very golf-like like analysis, like we don't know yet. But perhaps this is a throw off everyone else. Maybe it's just part of our game. Hmm. Oh, and that's a badness. That's a badness. <laughs> that entire joke is a badness. So... And he takes you to this banquet hall where there is a, there is a nice, uh, nice long table. And on one of the table is uh, where he sits you. Oh, thank you. And he goes ahead and pours you some wine. Oh. It's a nice, nice dwarven brandy, actually. Um, not, not wine, dwarven brandy. At first you think it's wine, but then you're uh -huh. like, wait. That's Dwarven Brandy. I would imagine you would say that. I, I once knew a dwarf named Brandy. Fine girl, <laughs> fine girl. Frank. <laughs> Franklin's listening intently. I remember Brandy. <laughs> she was really nice. I wonder whatever happened to Brandy. Smash cut back to the date. Yeah, smash cut back to the date. And a uh, servant comes out and uh, hands you some, like, put some bread next to you and then uh, put some uh, some soup in front of you. So right now and it's still just me at this table. So far it's just you at the table. Okay. And then they start setting up um, another soup and bread and more dwarven brandy. Mm -hmm. And then Helia walks in. And she is wearing a dress, a form-fitting dress. It's all, like, like elven, like, like... Okay. Words in Elven. I don't think you can. You speak Elvish? How fucking fake it. <laughs> Anyways, it's in Elvish. There's all kinds of Elvish like ruin words that are that are stylistically on her dress, and um, and she sits down, and, and her dress is like it's all like airy and blue, and, and there's like it's almost like this magical like like glitter to it, and she looks stunning, and she goes. She sits down. She goes, Grit. You look amazing. Well, thank you. And I am very glad you decided to join me. It's my pleasure. And I'm actually glad that uh, we had a chance to talk. Because you're a businessman, if I remember correctly, from your, from your Neverwinter days. I am. <laughs> um, do, you, do you start drinking the brandy? I take so a she takes a sip. I take a sip. Uh, you know, she takes a sip. I will toast and okay. I'll, I'll take a so, sip. So take a sip, and um, it's good. So <laughs> if you feel a little stronger. Actually, you feel good. You feel like uh, if you had no hit point, like it, this would this would give you like a hit point. If if uh, it's that good, this is really good. It is some of the finest. There's only one barrel um, 
we have here in town, but I do know of more barrels. Um, it is at a particular castle. And... What castle would that be? Well, from what I understand, this castle has been taken over by some unsavory sorts. Mm-hmm. How long ago? Oh, I would say about the time that uh, uh, Larno went missing, and about the time that this alleged glass staff, which I believe you guys have been investigating, have not. We've heard of a we've heard of a glass staff, yeah. I believe that they are all intertwined somehow. Anyways, long way around, just telling you that I think it is in your best interest to go get some more of this cask of this expensive, wonderful brandy. Also, if you find Larno, will you kill him? Well, I mean, that depends. She just smiles at you. Because it would mean an awful lot to me. Would it now? Yes. Also, the cask of brandy would I would pay quite a sum for, because it is a delicacy and, and something I enjoy, but I could also sell for a very high price here, especially with that tavern coin. You know, if this does happen, you don't have to pay me for something you enjoy. <sighs> Let me cut to the chase. Sure. <laughs> she stands up. She sits back down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know of these Antarium? A what? Your character <laughs> is Antarium. <laughs> that was a perfect oh, oh, moment, dude. Hold on. Okay. I'm feeling right. faint. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, bitch? <laughs> Tell me, what do you know about this? The what? <laughs> Is that, is that some kind of salve? That's in. That's canon, by the way. Uh, in the moment of this, she she looks at you seriously and she goes, what do you know of the Zentarium? And you're like, what? <laughs> um, you can tell me if you know about the Zentarium, because I'll be honest, it's either way, it's fun. History check? Uh, yeah, history check. What do you, what'd you get? Uh, that would be a, nothing. No, I don't know nothing that'd be about those Antarium. An eight? <laughs> well, you can, a nine. A nine. <laughs> a nine. You don't know anything about it. The what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have had a bit of a career, and one that the Zentarium would enjoy having on their side. We are a bit of a, an organization, a network. And she puts her hand on your hand. She goes, and I would love for you to be part of this network. I would love to be part of this network. I would love to be part of your network too. If you can kill Larno Albrecht for you. 
you can join. What does it actually do? I, I feel like I've missed this part of the conversation. <sighs> we want what's best for the world. We are a network of spies, maybe some would say. Others would call us entrepreneurs. Okay. Secret society, basically. Yes. Okay, you run on the mill. Secret society. Got it. Who do you yes. answer to? I answer to someone I cannot tell you about. But Are you sure? Persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a 16? 16. Um, she goes, well, I don't normally... I didn't want to do this, but I just find myself falling... <laughs> Madly. How, how can I resist those gnomish features and that wispy mustache? <laughs> mustache. How can I resist? <laughs> no, sorry. It's just in my mind. She's like, she is seriously like, she looks like she's kind of tearing up. She's like, I'm not allowed to tell you. And when you become a member, you would not be allowed to tell anyone who you work for. I put my hand back. I put my other hand over her hand. <laughs> she goes. You can tell. Do me. you remember Mars Bruno? Absolutely. <laughs> of course you did. You stole all of his money. That's why you are no longer in Neverwinter. That's who I answer to. It's how I know exactly who you are. But the jobs, the heist you are able to complete are just legendary. I know. <laughs> oh god, I'm just I'm in tears. Yes, you are. Zentarium. And by law of the Zentarium, you would owe him no more debt. I really wasn't planning on paying. <laughs> And that's what I love about you. <laughs> Leave now. Jeez, I can't even eat. <laughs> Are you going to Kragmar Castle? I know that's what they name it now. My spies tell me this. I think my destiny may take me somewhere like that, yes. <laughs> if you need anything, the Zentarium and the Miner's Guild of Vandalin will provide. This whole this conversation, so she gets up, I did not let go of her hand. Oh, it's just, Brett, let me go. I fear for your life. I'll be okay. I'll kiss her hand. It I can stealth. <laughs> you kiss her hand what? I said, I can stealth. Oh. Don't worry about me. You smell her hand like. <laughs> no, just look at. So you dapper gnome, you. You manage to charismatically. But before I leave, I yes. just grab a piece of bread. <laughs> so okay. I can eat on the way back. All right. I mean, I wasn't planning this to be my lunch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did come here just to eat. It. <laughs> um, that conversation, by the way, happened through some eating, but for the most part, it was pretty quick. Um. Her butler sees you Was there you a out. bottle of this brandy that was on the table that yeah. they were just pouring? Yeah. 
It's still there. If she she leaves okay. at a certain hand. point, yeah, I'm slide a hand that shit, man. Yeah, I'm taking that. <laughs> Critical. <laughs> Hold on. Is that the first one of the game? That's the first I, one of the game. So you just knock that shit so, right over. So you attempt to get one of the most expensive bottles that you have ever seen. A uh, one of the most expensive. A, a brandy so good <laughs> heals you when you drink it. A well, brandy so good that an elf is trying to seduce you to get a bottle. Yeah, like a cask of it. Yeah, and um, you knock it over just as the butler comes in. It's like, oh lord. This is awkward. I'll get something to clean that up. Do you mind not uh, knocking over more expensive things on your way out, sir? Is there a glass? Is there a, like other glasses like water? I just look at me. I'm like, pink. I knock over the glass of water. <laughs> You're just being rude now. I'll have to ask you to leave before you trash up the place. Okay. <clears throat> knock over this. Yes. 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 So that's he, fair. He start. Yeah, there's a. He, he sees you out, and he's like, he's like making sure you're not gonna grab anything or knock anything over. From his point of view, you're just clumsy. But yeah, is he walking right. behind me, in front of me? He's walking behind you. Okay. okay. There's a door. You can see it, and your way out. I do have eyes. Thank you. Yeah. So, well, kind of. Yes. Good day, and all that. And he slams the door. Ah, well, I just lunch and I head back to town. All right. I composed myself a little bit. And we are done with that role play. Hooray! Hooray! Now the party's back together. There is a grit top and stuff. You <laughs> before, before I walk into everybody, I just ruffle my hair up a little bit. How was your day, grit? Pretty good. Good. I fix my All things considered, I am sure. Mm. Well, um, did she snatch our wallets? No, 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 no. Have you checked your wallet? Check your wallet. Check my wallet. <laughs> I am pretty sure. <laughs> uh, there was a there was a moment where uh, the 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 audience knows that she tried to go after your wallet, but it didn't quite like. You like moved out of the way just as she. No, oh, it's fine. And you haven't uh, signed over your rights as a no, free man. No, no, nothing was signed. Nothing was signed. Mm. Um, no. She attempt to talk you into some nefarious. No, uh, no, no, no. She may or may not be part of a secret society run by your mm -hmm. friend. My friend. Mr. Devereaux, what? you have no. a secret society? <laughs> I do not have a secret society. <laughs> and you never told there me. There was anyone who had a secret society. It is this tall hey, hey, over hey. here. Hey, hey, <laughs> Not him. Well, who else would it be? Lardo. Who? Which one was that? Is that one of the That old? would be Glassstaff. Remember, we found oh, that nowhere. He was obviously right. Lano. The, the necromancer. The necromancer. He was part of the, the, the alliance. Right. The, the one they that was trying to slowly... Uh, oh, mm. yeah. The one that, and they're the ones that were trying to uh, slowly take over Mistport mm. from within, right? Well, now, if I do remember correctly, it was uh, not the Lord's Alliance. No, no. Had Devin's no, no. No, but the necromancer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, acting as an independent agent and mm. not a member of the Lord of the Lions. I believe he uh, he was a turncoat. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what? This uh, this fledgling necromancer has his own secret society? He's related to it in some way. I mean, she may be as well, but... <clears throat> um, we need to get some brandy, though. So wait, uh... Your, your elven viper is uh, associated with the fledgling necromancer? Um, who is also associated with my former business partner from Neverwinter. Uh-huh. Um, but I think she's on our side. I find that difficult to fathom. You didn't feel the sparks, Victor. I would like not to feel your sparks. I believe from here we all feel his sparks. It's a little unnerving at times. Well, so, uh, so what about this secret society? She wants you to, uh, she to wants be me a to new member? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, she wants me to to kill um, Larno or Glassstaff, mm. obviously, but I mean, I figured that was something that probably happened anyway. Well, as long as, uh, well, if he resists arrest, then oh, yeah. certainly. But yeah. otherwise, yeah. I mean, we're civilized happened. men. Now, we're not going to repeat the uh, the errors <laughs> of uh, a day or two ago when we accidentally... I put it on the board. Yeah. Never repeat the accident of yesterday. Yeah, it's actually well, on a board written in chalk. But you know what? That's actually a pretty inspirational quote, <laughs> yeah. just in general. Yeah. But very specifically <laughs> applicable at this moment. No, it's uh, a quote of the day. What I figured we could all no, use yeah. a quote of the day. No, you are very forward thinking, and I appreciate that. I'm a, I'm a fan of inspiration. You know I what? Say? I I, app- <clears throat> I appreciate the uh, effort that you put into this establishment. You do excellent work. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad somebody appreciates Dunk. Hey, I appreciate you, Dunk. Actually, I was about to propose something and give you a project that you'd be very, very. very Is it called a salary? I feel perhaps you've made enough propositions for the day. <laughs> Well, this is for the company. Now, we need to get all our finances in order. And that that one bag? Well, I have stuff too. Is that all our finances? Oh, and then I have stuff. I'm sure you have stuff on your person. And all the stuff we picked up. We picked up a really nice crown the other day. Some jewels. That's true. I never. A bunch of stuff. Yeah, we we do have some items to liquidate. That is true. I don't believe there's anyone here that has enough money for all that stuff. It looks really true. It looks really, uh... Now, I suppose that is why we have those old treasurer rooms back in the day, just because there's really no way to liquidate those items. Exactly. So we got to find somebody who has the uh, connections, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose that's uh, where your secret society of hideous uh, individuals might go. come into play. They can uh, fence our completely legitimate acquisitions. Hmm. But, uh... I guess, I guess we'll have to deal with this from now Or on. kill them all. Well, I mean, however it falls. But, uh, yeah, as far as the necromancer, we all agreed, we all agreed, uh, offer surrender first. Offer surrender, all, that's what we do now. We, we are people that offer surrender, whether or not Don't they take it, that's at, at the inspirational uh, quote of the day. Right, it's right, it's written right there on that board. Oh yeah, that's our, that's our motto here at Blue Dagger. Yep. That's well, a new one for the law and order. Yeah, this this particular iteration. Sure, for the law and all, law offices of uh, Louis <coughs> Dagger, uh, offer surrender first. Mm. That's rule one. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, rule two: if they agree to surrender, uh, let them. I right. Believe that is, I believe we can let we them. We can't surrender. just offer surrender and then proceed to moiter them. 
That's a uh, that slow gentlemanly. That's uh, I really like that one, guys. I think that's great. Thanks, Dad. How you doing over there, buddy? Oh, this is actually really nice. I'm not gonna lie. That is excellent to hear. You uh, you got enough to eat in there? Oh yeah. Good. Yeah, dog's taking good care of me. Good. We'll get you processed in the, as soon as we get all of this uh, crack. I'm in no rush. Whatever is best for you guys. I kind of yep. I kind of glare shadow start tossing his dagger. You're mm -hmm. being very considerate. Well, now Shadow's that kind of brooding right now. Okay, so um, onto the onto the castle is that all? Next? I We've think that's yeah. Our... I think that's gonna be our next stop. Yeah. Sure. And are we expecting uh, Glassstaff to be at the castle? I do not know. I think he is a good chance. You're uh, you're uh, Reese. Looks at you and it's like speak. Ah, excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, Roy seems to believe that uh, the necromancer will be at the castle. So. Oh. Well, we'll get this sorted out one way or the other very soon. We, um, so, uh, if he agrees to surrender, well, we'll go along with that. Unlikely that he will. And then, uh, your lady viper friend will get what she wants. And then we can, uh, I don't know, we can exploit whatever connections may come from that as we go. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm okay. I forget which voice was me. <clears throat> Dung says, yeah, you guys gonna leave me here again? Well, you're doing such an amazing job keeping everything together as a point of contact with this establishment. I feel you may have found, at the very least for now, your calling. I believe y'all right. And you know what? Sidhawk comes out so often too, helps me out. He's got a calling for this too. This Lord Alliance guy is not so bad. That's well, this one, not well, so bad, sure. right? Sure, sure. All right. Excellent. Then, uh, Mr. Devereaux, Mr. Mr. Twix, you uh, feel well enough to proceed on to Cragmaw Castle? Yes! <laughs> Let's go! So that's all the time we have for at least a story part. Of course, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. First, you'll notice the intro song has changed. This is us being us, just kind of playing around with the tone of the, of the whole show and having fun. I like to change things up a bit, so we'll just keep doing that until everything feels right. Second, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Numenera experience. See, by the time you listen to this, uh, we probably have taken down two seasons worth of content we had from our Numenera sessions. And why, you ask? Because, for now at least, we're deciding to tell our stories solely within D&D. &D, and at least, that's just within the podcast realm. 
I do plan to re-release Numenera content on YouTube or maybe even on a separate podcast meant for just those systems. Um, but at this point, it's honestly, it just feels right for the podcast that we concentrate on telling the mini adventures of the Luton Dagger Mercenary Company and telling those stories within Dungeons & Dragons. A heartfelt thank you to Justin Posey, who played a character that's one of my favorites during the Numenera experience, and I'm, I'm going to reach out to him to, soon to hopefully get him to play some one-shots that's within the, the continuity of the Luton Dagger Mercenary Company. Maybe even have him as a main character. We'll, we'll see. Um, after that, I think that's it. So that's quite a bit of news and notes, but make sure to tell your friends about us and tell them to search Luton Dagger and they can find us. And then also tell them and tell yourself to just give us a shout out. Let us know how we're doing one way or the other because we love you. Oh, we love you so much. And your listener, you know, we love the things you listen to. So until next time. <laughs>